0: Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a productivity podcast we are so glad you decided to choose time to listen to. I am Scotty Jackson, joined as always by the wonderful, talented, and amazing Rosemary Orchard. Hey, Rose, how are you?
1: Scared of the high expectations that I have to live, live up to, but I'm, I'm going to try and meet that challenge. Thank you, Scotty.
0: And yet you deliver time after time. As do you. Aw. Hi, folks. Uh, if you are new here, uh, welcome. We are so glad you're here. Uh, you can find our entire back catalog of podcasts at nestedfolderspodcasts.com. And uh, if you like what you hear and would like a bonus episode every month with your questions and your challenges answered, uh, hey, you know what? You can do that uh, by visiting uh, our unnested feed at nestedfolderspodcastcom slash unnested, where we take all the nests and un them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's terrible. Rose, I wanted to talk about a way in which uh, I misinterpreted a listener question a few <laughs> a few weeks ago, and it led us on this great conversation about um, time and like when is full full in a calendar. And uh, this was brought up for me again uh, by a conversation at work the other day where we were talking about professional development and how do we make time for this sort of thing. And I and I. I started dwelling on this possibly too much and started thinking about how I think we trick ourselves, or at least I trick myself into thinking that I can um, make time or save time, but that isn't really true because, because time rolls on, all we can really do is allocate it and make choices. Um, I wanted to talk about the ways in which we can try and make the best choices uh, to avoid senses of of overwhelm and and when when are we full and and that sort of thing.
1: Yes, and I think this is something that is is really important to think about because I know especially for me I really struggle of thinking um, in uh, the longer term when it comes to like when am at capacity and when 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 do I have time to do things and so on because a lot of this is you know i have time for this today i can start this today absolutely um but i'm not thinking ahead to when the deadline associated with this thing that i'm accepting is or what does tomorrow look like or sometimes even what about a not good day where i'm just you know feeling like i've got so many different things to do and i'm a bit all over the place or i'm tired or something you know what what does my mm. what does my my system and my calendar and my emotions relating to all of that look and feel like then? Because that is something that, um you know, there, there's two sides to every coin where, you know, you have the good days and you have the not so good days. And how do you feel about your workload on each of those? Because on one of them, it may feel like, yeah, I've got loads of free time and stuff. And on other ones, it's like, oh my gosh, I've got way too many things. So like you end up having to shuffle some of that back to when you're feeling better. And that's one of the things that I definitely struggle with when taking on new tasks, because I have a tendency, unsurprisingly, as I'm sure many of our listeners right now are guessing, to take on more things when I'm feeling great and then feel overwhelmed by it when I am not feeling great. <laughs> and that is that, that does not help me with the not feeling great side of things, unsurprisingly. It's,
0: it's true. Uh, and, and every day is a coin, and I've never seen a paradigm that wasn't 20 cents. Yeah. I think I think one of the things that is also dangerous, too, in all of these like taking on of new tasks and so on, is I think that I I accidentally give a certain set or class of tasks an inherently lower value, Mm -hmm. which means that I will never get to them. And by that, I mean, even like the phrase work-life balance, which suggests that work and life are mutually exclusive things that have to compete with each other for your time and attention. Uh, Good luck with that by the way, I don't think you'll ever win that little war. Um, I think it's important to look at specific like tasks or things that you want to achieve, um, and prioritize those, you know, as individual things, whether they map to your job or your family or your hobbies or whatever, um, because otherwise it won't work. So like, for example, the, in the, the, what what pinged this for me in our conversation at work was like making time for professional development and how do we squeeze it in amongst all of our work tasks? And I thought, well, you're never going to do it then. You're never going to do professional development if you see it as this separate thing that has to compete with your work commitments. You have to take the, those professional development activities and classify those in your mind as work commitments and have them be in that same – Bucket in that same echelon of of things prioritized against one another because as soon as they're in like this sort of like second string B budget of tasks, mm-hmm. I mean that that that's code yeah. for never. So um, when it comes to choosing where time goes, you if you if you're always taking stuff. Of a certain kind and, and, and setting a lower priority to it, then you can't be sad when you never get to it because you're never going to run out of priority one things. That's that that's just never going to happen.
1: Yeah. And this is something um, my parents actually have um, this printed or a, a version of this printed out on their bathroom wall. Um, and I, I can link to the the original for the show notes. Um, but um, even though I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits, I, I, I struggled to read the book. Um, he has a, a very good analogy of life um, in there, which are the big rocks. Um, and um, it's it's a psychology mm. experiment. So basically, think of a mason jar, like a nice big jar, um, and take some golf balls and pour the golf balls in, okay, until it's at the top. That's full. Okay, and then take some pebbles and pour pebbles in until you can't fit any more pebbles in. It's still full. Then you put sand in, um, well, guess what? You can fit sand in there, even though it's full with golf balls and it's full with the pebbles. Um, and then you can pour in a beer afterwards. Um, and the idea is that you know, if you if you don't start with the big things, the things that you are considered the most important, then you will put in the sand first. And if you're if you fill the jar at the bottom with sand. Those golf balls aren't going to fit anymore. Those pebbles are not going to fit. Um, the beard will, but you know that that that's not necessarily particularly helpful when you've just got sand. Um, and it's it's useful mm. for me particularly to remember this: of you have to choose which things are your big priorities and put those in first, and figure out where to where to slot them in, um, and then you can put the other things in around it. But you, you need to start with the plan to to have the big rocks in place, because if you start with the little things, you're not going to fit the big ones in there.
0: That's exactly right. And I think the, the uh, encoded in that, too, is that it is incumbent upon us as human individuals to decide what's a golf ball and what's a pebble. I, the universe outside of yeah. us is going to yell that some things are golf balls and they're not, um, I, I like to say that there are uh physics, uh legal issues, and mortality, but everything else is negotiable so so negotiate and 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 mm-hmm. and work together with the friends, peers, family, and so on that you have to make sure that that you agree on which are the golf balls and which are uh not so that you can um, make good choices about where your where your time is going to go. I think coupled with that as well is 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 when you make those kinds of decisions be decisive about that because like I have found yeah. that like I will decide something like I will decide that in my calendar today I have blocked an hour and a half for a, a t- time called work. Except that I won't actually decide that. I mean, I'll decide that in the morning when I make a little event in my calendar. But when 1.30 rolls around and it says time for work and I'm in the throes of my day, I'm probably abandoning that commitment really fast, Um, which sucks mm-hmm. and that's terrible. And I shouldn't do that. I know if I'm going to make a commitment to myself, I should make a commitment to myself. But I also need to make commitments that I will actually live up to and hold. So I think I think key here is, when you make those decisions about, or when I make those decisions about what is a golf ball, I need to be decisive about that the whole way through, which means I need to prioritize it that way. I need to give it time that way. And I need to say no to other things that way um, so that I can protect its um, spiritual definition of being a golf ball.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think it's also useful to remember that each of your golf balls contains pebbles and sand. Mm -hmm. So you might have one golf ball in your life called work and then inside of that, you know, work is going, this is a golf ball, this is a golf ball, this is a golf ball and they are inside, they're nested just like we're our, our fathers um, here um, but you know it that, that belongs inside of that because there's a big and important project to work that doesn't mean the work stops being a golf ball and starts being two golf balls or a football um, or maybe a tennis ball comes in between those but you know it, it doesn't get to inflate it's it's a hard solid shape and it's, it can't increase in size um, and and trying to you know keep that in mind can be incredibly helpful because you are the only person who can decide what is full or what do you have capacity and what does I have capacity mean? Um, Mm. Because one of the things I found is when I've technically, um, you know, got some capacity and I then take something on, I often find that I lose some of my freedom. And I don't mean like you know, I, I, I can't do different things. You know, you can always make different decisions as you, as you go through things. But I mean that I feel like I have a lot of pressure to just deliver and I don't necessarily have the time to be more exploratory about things and take a little sidetrack and, and find a better solution to the problem or just, you know, see what happens when I, I don't do anything for a little bit and then, you know, what what solutions present themselves. I, I don't have the time or the luxury of just being able to sit back for a little bit and, and then review. I just have to do. There is less planning mm-hmm. time. And sometimes that's okay. You know, sometimes, it, for example, if I'm packing for a trip and I've got a packing list, I don't necessarily need creative freedom here. You know, sure. It would be nice to have some to, you know, plan out my outfits and everything, but let's be honest, even if I plan out my outfits then I'm going to forget a critical piece at home, or, you know, I'm going to forget to check the weather or something like that. If I've got clothes with me, then I'm and and toiletries and other necessities. I'm good to go. Um, But, you know, it, and, and so that sort of thing, just not having free time and not having freedom of getting distracted or, you know, going down a sidetrack, that's a good thing. And I can just shove the stuff in the bag and go. But when it comes to planning the trip, actually, that would be really good to have some free time to figure it out and see. And I may end up actually going on some something that's different to what I'd originally anticipated in my head, because while I was doing the exploratory phase of, you know, like, so I'm, I'm looking for a hotel here and I stumble across this, This hotel that's you know in the same area, but not at all where I was thinking of going. I could end up with a totally different break, and this applies both to the fun things like planning a trip and going on it. But also to the, you know, the more day things of, you know, right, well, I need to book a doctor's appointment. Okay, actually, what, take a step back, you know, what what is it that I'm booking the doctor's appointment for? Is this the right mm-hmm. doctor to go and see this about? Or maybe actually, has this other thing been ongoing as well? And actually, I maybe need to think about that too, because that that's going to, you know, that's worth paying attention to when those things come up in your head. And a lot of the time, if you are in, um you know, that just fighting mode of do the thing, do the thing, do the thing part of your fighting mechanism is to ignore some of the problems. Um, And sometimes it's good to have a little bit of the freeze time because it's fight, flight, or freeze. Those are your three Mm -hmm. responses to most things, you know, um, to the unexpected. Are you going to fight it? Are you going to freeze? Are you going to flee? And sometimes actually freezing gives you a little bit of time to process and then go through with whatever it is so that then you can go, actually, yeah, you know what? I can handle this. That's OK. I'm good. Or I need backup. I'm calling in Scotty or whoever it is. Who's who's your backup for this sort of situation? Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. having having the time to be able to do that is very important.
0: That's that's a really good import, uh, point. And I I love what you said about, you know, when you're when you're in like go mode. That's a that's a great like first class ticket for ignoring problems. Yeah, I think too. It's it's also it's also a a challenge because it can be um a a, a blinder to requirements as well. Mm-hmm. So here's what I went through uh, last week that I that I learned a lot from, and I, I've learned this lesson before, and we all have, I know. Fine, but I learned it again, and this time I'm hoping it sticks. Which is that I had um, a doctor's appointment to have some tests done and I was a good boy and I asked ahead of time, like, how long will the test take? And they said the test will run for about half an hour. Perfect. Okay. I know how long it takes me to get there. I know how long the test takes. I know how long it takes to get back. Cool. Awesome. What I, what I didn't factor in was, okay, so I, I, I basically tracked everything assuming that my appointment would start at exactly the moment that it was booked for. And that the test would go for half an hour, and then I would leave, and then the travel time. That's what I planned for. What I failed to plan for was
1: or delays.
0: Yeah, delay. Yeah, you got to fill out the forms when you get there, Mm -hmm. and then you need to get into the, the get into the gown. Um, and then there's another probably a little delay between you know the time when they left you to get into a gown and the time when they come back to get you. Yep. Um, and then, like you said, recovery. So, there's paperwork and all of this micro logistics and all of this. There was an unaccounted for hour. So the test, to their credit, took exactly as long as they said it would. Everything else I had not accounted for. Yeah. And so, there was this hour that I and, – and I, and I am there. It's not like I can say, well, you know what? Actually, there's all these other things. Psh, never mind. I'll leave. That That's not an option. No. So, now all I can do is just sort of reel. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the rest of the day about this lost hour. Now, I mean, that's a very like hyper tangible example because I'm like away and in a doctor's office. But, you know, philosophically, that sort of thing happens all the time. Oh, sure. We're going to have a meeting. No problem. How long will the meeting be? Cool. 15 minutes. Yeah. Except that we haven't factored for the fact that like, it's going to take someone five minutes to figure out how to connect their audio uh, in the meeting and someone else is going to be late. Uh, and then we're actually going to get into a wonderful groove in the last three minutes of the allocated fifteen-minute time, and want to keep going. Yep. So I think it's it when planning space and time and allocating time for these sorts of things, it is really important to stop and think about how, in in what ways will this all go wrong, and how do I allow time for that? And and it feels a little bit attractive i think to always plan like this like this perfect course mm-hmm. well the meeting will take 15 minutes awesome and it'll start on time and everyone will show up like exactly ready to go those seem like fair assumptions and and maybe in some universe they are uh but not in this one no. and so as a result i find myself needing to a- allocate time for things that seem silly to allocate time for and yet I am very grateful that I did it every single time.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those things as well, where just having a bit of time, and I used to do this uh, a lot with meetings, you know, somebody would book me into a meeting, um, and then I would add like a 15-minute mini meeting after that. Um, and sometimes it's just useful to give me the time to to process the the stuff that's come out of the meeting um, and run to the bathroom and, you know, helps prevent being booked back-to-back, um, you know, where people... Can't see those appointments and what specifically is what in your calendar um but it is also mm-hmm. just nice to then be able to go actually uh you know what this one did end 15 minutes early i've now got a 30 minute window in which i can actually go do real things i'm gonna go do that um and so that you you have you know some of that capacity because i think one of the things that we we end up with doing is we do To an extent, and um, whether this is something that you actually do with an actual calendar or if it's just kind of a mental thing, we we treat our calendar and our time like a jigsaw puzzle where we're trying to find all the pieces to put stuff together. And sometimes actually Mm -hmm. it isn't, you know, like if you if you build a house with no windows and no doors, nothing can come in and nothing can go out. And if you treat your time the same way of just it's solid brick and you just you fill every waking moment, then just like nothing can come and go out of the house you know you end up losing some creativity perhaps and and definitely you you lose some of the ability to just let your your brain take you to the things that are next um whether that's just your personal actually you know what i keep gravitating back to XYZ. I'm gonna go try that again um, and and give myself you know some real time, um, or if it's just you know actually you end up maybe going for a walk um, or whatever. But I know the days where my time has been treated like a jigsaw puzzle, and it is chock a block from the moment I wake up until the moment I go to sleep. I actually don't go to sleep because. I've not yeah. had wind down time. I've not had free time. My brain is then rebels against the fact that this is the next thing. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That That's not good. That's, that's my fly, flight or flight mechanism, for, uh, you know, cutting in, going, hey, you know, you've not had a choice about things to do all day. I'm going to make a choice for you. And that choice is you are not going to sleep. And well, that really doesn't help. Um, and, you know, I figured out how to solve this problem by giving myself time so that I don't have to you know, lie there in bed going, oh great, insomnia's hit again. I guess I didn't have enough free time today because I figured out what it was that was causing that. And I'm not saying that that is going to be the case for everybody. That is far from it. There are a number of different things that can end up being um, the results of all of your time being allocated. But it certainly is the exact thing that happens to me. And when I finally figured that out, it was like, oh, okay, brain you know, you could have been slightly more helpful about figuring Mm -hmm. this out. But now I know that my full does not mean that my calendar is full. My full means, hey, don't forget, check all the things, add a couple of hours in here and there and just give yourself time to don't not do stuff. And it does actually mean that I kind of I fill my calendar more because I put other things in there. If I know I'm going to be jam packed for a couple of days, then I start adding stupid stuff to my calendar. I say stupid stuff. I mean, like, Adding time for showering and drying my hair and things like that. Because I always think that I can shower and dry my hair in 20 minutes. I cannot. Not by the time that I've actually, you know, done the things that I like to do. That. I can't
0: even do that. I don't exactly. even have hair. So
1: like, you know, and I like to dry my hair nicely and I do it in multiple uh, sections. So I like, you know, blast a little bit off and then I go brush my teeth and then I come back and then I, I dry my hair some more and then I maybe go do my makeup or whatever. And then I come back and then I finish drying it. It doesn't take very long to do it all, but it, it turns out if I do it all in one go... It takes longer than if I space it out and do other things as well that, you know, make me happy and make me feel like me. And so I make a point of adding the things that make me feel like a happy me into my calendar when things are getting crazy. Because this way, if I real like, you know, they're in purple, obviously, because this is me we're talking about. If I start deleting the purple stuff from my calendar, there's a problem. OK, those purple things, they're, they're my rocks. Mm. Purple rocks can't be moved, like they, they can be moved, but you can't get rid of them. They have to exist. Because, you know, otherwise I'm there going like, oh, wait, when do I actually have time to share? I don't have time to share. Oh, God, that's not good. Um, and the second you're like, OK, well, I'm going to be doing this, this and this today. And it's like, nope, right. Step one, hit I've got a shortcut for this. And it adds, you know, the things that I need to do like that to my calendar to remind me that these are blocks in my day that I should make time for and they can't be get, got rid of. So that 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 definitely helps. But it turns out, you know, if you just look at your calendar without all of the things like that, then, you know, it it's very easy to fill it up and then realize that actually it was already full.
0: Wow. Oh, there's a (laughs) quote for the ages. And I, I, like, I feel very seen right now. One of of the other threads that I want to, I want to pull on a little bit too there from what you said was, you know, putting in space on your calendar, you know, like from like to decompress from meetings and so on. And I, and I think, I don't know if it's at my work or if it's everyone's work. I feel like it's at everyone's work, where if someone wants to book a meeting, they look at everyone else's free busy time, mm-hmm. and they assume that if you're not booked, that's like theirs for the taking. Mm-hmm. and um i've I've made very clear rules for myself that my calendar isn't for other people. You know, I mean, it is, but it's mostly for me. So when someone books a meeting, like I, I will look and I'll say, okay, well, a, what is what is it, and b, when are they trying to get me? And if that doesn't work for me, I'm happy to reply saying, you know what, actually, this time doesn't work for me. And then inevitably, I get the response, well, you appeared free in your calendar. I'm like, yeah, cool, but that doesn't mean that it's yours. Like I'm not, I, like I am not, I am not beholden to. Every other member of my organization just because I didn't have a yeah. firm thing in my calendar. Um, and, and I think that that is um, important to stand up and advocate for oneself in that way that like my time, does, my time is my own and it does not belong to other people. Of course, I make decisions that are in favor of the responsibilities of my job and that benefit the people that I work for. Of course, I do that but i'm not like because i because i happen to work for an organization that employs like 60,000 people i can't be beholden to all of them <laughs> that's just that's not going to be very good for me um that's not going to be very good for anyone so i i think it's important to make decisions and use your use one's calendar in a way that works for the one and and stand up for that, like it, it, like if someone someone says, "Well, your your calendar is free." I, again, I think it is fair to say, you know, that that's cool that my calendar shows me available, but also I have some stuff that I'm yeah, doing.
1: I have a job that I need to do as well as sit in meetings.
0: <laughs> that, that's right, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. I professionally attend meetings. In my spare time, I do my job. That, I, I, I'm, I I'm making light of that, but how many people are kind of going like? Pfft, tell me about it right now yeah that's not that's not right so uh come on friends let's get together and 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 stop that um by by fighting the good fight and allocating our time where we need it where we as individuals need it to be and not just where like every meeting request
1: Mm -hmm. falls out of the sky from yeah because that is the thing you know um and I, i i'm fortunate i work in a very small company which makes it a lot easier but you know, people tend to say, Hey, uh, will you have some time, you know, at XYZ time in the afternoon or whenever, you know, to talk about X? And so they're giving you a heads up and they're actually just asking. And we, I, I, what for me is amazing is the previous organization I worked at, it was exactly like you said, Scotty, with people just booking stuff into my calendar. You're free then. Um, yeah, yeah, technically I'm free. Did you look and see that I'm literally on the other side of campus, which is a 20 minute underground ride away, just for clarity? right before that no you didn't you, you didn't think mm. about that and you know so right. um you know i'm i'm not going to be there i'm going to be at minimum 20 minutes late um you know let's let's call it 30 um and you know so being able to to you know just think about that and you know add those things because yeah okay i could add that 30 20 minute uh, commute back to my regular campus regular campus um into my calendar but also, you know, I am busy doing my job. Um, and I think that's the thing, you know, when when you are looking at all of this stuff, you know, you have to look at it and and you do have to remember for yourself, at least, you know, w- where is my travel time? Like, where is my mental wind up and wind down time on this? Um, because having that little bit planned in of like you said, Scotty, planning your day out in the morning I found spending five to 10 minutes in the morning um, and it it literally doesn't have to be more than five minutes, but I make myself spend a minimum of two minutes um, and I have a collection of field notes, notebooks. I don't quite know how this happened um, and I would say it's a problem, but I'm working my way through them. (laughs) yeah, and So
0: they, I, like USB micro cables, they just um, bond and multiply. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah.
1: They're like triples. You get one you get one new field notes notebook, and then suddenly you have six new ones. Um, it's lovely. Uh, it's a wonderful problem to have. But I, I grab my field notes notebook, and I write the date, and then I, I write down the stuff that needs doing. And that's it. That's it. That's, it. that's all I do. Like, A, a I, I make myself spend at least two minutes on it. But you know what? When I've done that, I find I have a much better picture of how full my day is because if i go over a a page in a field notes notebook okay and a page in a field notes notebook is about the size of an index card okay if i go over that page do i actually have time to do all these things right genuinely or am i maybe out of time Mm -hmm. because i have all the other stuff to do now i will say like some of the things that end up in there are like oh yeah like pack this thing or like you know that should really be finished packing it on the next page then i write the Finish packing notes um, to extend it. So sometimes, you know, sometimes I go a little off-piste there, um, but that that and that's okay. But most of the time, it is like, okay, you know, I do that, and so I, I scribble down the things that it is that you know I've, i I've put in my um, have to have or want to have category for the day. Um, and honestly, I just put a little asterisk next to them um, if they're a have to have, um, and if they're a want to have, they don't get the asterisk. And I'm supposed to prioritize asterisks over non-asterisked items god that's a difficult word to say and it's not a real word but we're going with it um (laughs) Mm -hmm. but then on the other side i try and write down how long i think it's gonna take um because as i'm doing it you know writing down like okay yeah and i need to pack i always think i can pack in 30 minutes and you know what uh before in the before times when i was traveling every other weekend Um, and, and, you know, and I had stuff constantly packed and ready to go. And I had, you know, my supply station set up so I would come home from a trip and this would go out to here. And then I'd take this pouch out of my bag and swap it for the pouch that was on the shelf um, and stuff. I could be packed in 20 minutes. Now, in the aftertimes, I've moved country and I've rearranged things and stuff. And I don't have a travel station anymore because I don't travel every other weekend. Um, you know, like I used to. I, I, I take a lot longer to pack. Um, and you know what, that's okay. But I need to remember that it doesn't take me 20 minutes to pack. It's more like an hour. Um, unless I'm literally just going to my parents' house, in which case it's not a packing list. Um, but you know, it's, it, it, it's worth putting that in there as a reminder to yourself, even if you know how long it takes, just put, remind yourself, remind yourself, how long do things really take? Mm-hmm. Because so much, so much of what we do yeah. is accidental lying to ourselves and deception. Where we're going, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And yes, you can do everything, but should you? And do you have the time for it in your day?
0: Oh, totally. Oh My goodness. Well, that forward-looking version of of me is always so aspirational, too. Oh, tomorrow, oh, yeah. tomorrow, I'll have way more energy than I do now. Of course, I'll be able to pack in half an hour. Of course, I'll be able to do this you know, fill out these forms in, in three minutes. Of course, I'll be able to go through that document and make my notes on it and send it back in 10 minutes. No problem. Because tomorrow, I'm going to be awesome. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, you will be awesome tomorrow. But also, make it easy to be awesome.
0: Make it easy to be awesome. That is, that is going to be my theme song now. Uh, make, it, make it easy to be awesome is great and i can't believe we went over 20 minutes before mentioning the morning review and daily plan because i i mean i <laughs> we've i we, i mean i don't want to chew our spinach twice but like that is like a gtd talks about the weekly review eh-uh. for me the morning the morning session and the days that i don't do it i feel it I feel it. I feel it. Like it's, it's. I mean, it's, it's, it's painful. It's like, I I might as well start putting rocks in my shoes um, on days that I don't, I don't do a morning plan on days that I do a morning plan exactly like you said, and make those choices about how long it's each of these things going to take. And now, and now at 9am, like on a good day at 9am, every good day, I am either apologizing in advance or renegotiating a bunch of stuff. But when I do that, that means that I have made enough, um, I, that I have removed enough commitments that I have, will have unallocated time in my day, which means I will actually have room to do the job that I want to do. And to your point, Rose, I am making it easier to be awesome.
1: And everybody should make it, make it easier for your future self to be the awesome person that you are.
0: Uh, Well, listener, um, I I mean, I can't think of a better note to end on than that. Thank you for hanging with us uh, this entire time. Uh, It's just been lovely having you. Uh, Again, if you want to uh, hear all of our episodes or learn more about the podcast, nestedfolderspodcast.com is the place to do that. There's also a contact us form there uh, so you can get in touch with us. And if you want to like uh, really get in touch with us like you, you've got a question for the show and so on you can subscribe to our unnested feed that gives you access to our ask me anything board which becomes the basis for uh, show topics uh, that's at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested and nets you that bonus episode every month aside from that uh, we can also be visited as uh, regular human individual people on the internet rosemary orchard where might that be for you
1: uh, the best place is rosemaryorchard.com, which has links to all the things I do online, podcasts and, and social media. Um, or you can also find me directly on Twitter at Rosemary Scotty, what about you?
0: I can be found at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Twitter at heyscottyj. Thanks again, Rose. This has been awesome.
1: You too. You are, as, one, as always, a wonderful and amazing person.
0: Talk to you in a couple of weeks.
1: Goodbye, everyone.